What up, great people? You know who it is and what it is. I am Mr. Dark Eye from the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast. Motivation to trust God and live your dreams. Today is January 26, 2022. Uh, it's been a great, awesome year. At least I hope it's been awesome for y'all as well. But today I am excited to have a wonderful, great couple and friends of mine and I, I, I got to say, uh, you know, Jonathan and I, we go back a few years. Yeah, we do. Um, and uh, from the time I met you, brother, you you have been someone that was that was just letting me know how open you are to lending a helping hand in any way you possibly can. And that's rare. Oh, so Thank so you, definitely um, want to say kudos to you and appreciation to you for that. But on the show today i have jonathan and crystal nazir in the building what's up y'all hey, hey thanks oh, for man. having us you got fanfare i yeah. like it I yes like it. yes 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 <laughs> definitely definitely got to give you a round of applause give you flowers while you can still smell them oh man beautiful. that's right beautiful yes absolutely so otherwise how are y'all day going oh man uh, incredible. incredible it's been busy uh as always but uh good day yeah good day thus far and uh still got plenty more work to do so you know we appreciate you mm -hmm. taking time out of your busy schedule and giving oh, yeah. us a, a platform and we want to thank you for that but uh man we're just here and excited to talk about you know victory gardens and yeah and uh you know the work that we're doing in the community absolutely victory garden international right yep and uh community redevelopment based on urban farming food production food access job creation in low wealth community that's it that's, right. that's it right that's us that's, that's it so <laughs> so i did a little research um so from y'all just y'all give me the overall vision of uh victory gardens international wow uh it's loaded right yeah. <laughs> it's a little loaded um i, I can jump in i, I want to make yeah. sure i'm a bit of a talker uh go right ahead dark guy. and uh, sometimes my wife has to nudge me a little bit i still got a lot of black preacher in me so uh <laughs> I, I i'll promise not to say it in closing and still go for another <laughs> 45 minutes but um in, in truth um you know we never I don't think we ever set out to start a nonprofit. It was really about us just being servant leaders in our community okay. and, and and trying to do right by by people. And so um, we moved uh, to Rock Hill um, almost five years ago now mm -hmm. um, from the Washington, D.C. area. Okay. Um, prior to us moving here, I think we had come to Rock Hill maybe once or twice. And then our mm -hmm. son was a student at Winthrop. So we really never even went past Cherry Road. Um, and a good friend of mine that worked with us at Radio One, Wanda Reed. Shout out to Wanda, uh, who just celebrated her 60th birthday. So I got a shout, shout out. Shout out to Wanda. <laughs> Happy birthday, Wanda. <laughs> and uh, Wanda uh, said, listen, you really should consider Rock Hill. And so she brought me down and took us on a tour or took me on a tour. And uh, I kind of fell in love with the city. You know, okay. I'm from I'm originally from Greensboro, North Carolina. And it reminded me a lot of Greensboro, its quaintness and that sort of thing. And so we decided that that's what we were moved to. And so um, we have two younger children that are homeschooled and um, everybody knows those kind of awkwardly, socially awkward kind of homeschool children. And so uh, we didn't want that for them. And so we got heavily involved at um, Emmett Scott Rec Center. Okay. Um, so we got involved there. We, um, you know, but we started off boxing and then I ended up coaching basketball and then Crystal ended up doing some stuff. And then the, our daughter ended up getting involved in dance. And so um, Emmett Scott really kind of became that central kind of nucleus for us. And so um, our 13 year old, well, 14 year old, then 13 year old said, hey, dad, why don't we move closer to Emmett Scott? <laughs> and we were for like, reasons. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure about it. And so Crystal and I talked about it and we talked about the fact that if we really wanted to be servant le leaders, we needed to be in the community. In and which we would serve. Right. And so we uh, we found a little spot right there in South Jones and we moved in. And uh, 
it was late October. I was on my way to a student, uh, I mean, uh, to a uh, city council meeting and a young man was shot and killed right outside of our door. Wow. And, wow. Um, you know, it really kind of changed everything. Uh, and unfortunately, um, our son witnessed the whole thing. And wow. so the very thing that we were trying to keep him away from, you know, really, quite honestly, just showed up at our doorstep. Right. And so... Um, I think that that's really what kind of sparked a lot of this. And so, uh, you know, the sad part about it is we, I ended up going to this city council meeting and people were arguing over masks. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, they're men, young men, young black men specifically. Right. Being shot and killed in this community. And like, we got to come up with a better way. Like what we're, what we're putting our energy towards argument and fussing you know, really in truth, man, is not as important as saving the lives of, you know, young men in our community. And so mm-hmm. um, we took it upon ourselves. We kind of organized a kind of neighborhood block party because this was right in the middle of COVID and, um, you know, invited everybody out. Um, thank you to the city of Rock Hill, um, Neighborhood right. Empowerment. Um, Doreen Bowler, um, Bowler um, helped us organize things and the city paid for it. And we fried fish and gave out food. And it was it was supposed Wonderful. to go for like four hours. And we ended up being out there until like well past dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was just a good event that bring people out in the community. And so in conversation and doing so, um, we ended up meeting the pastor at Redeeming Life Christian Ministries, um, uh, Bishop uh, Gellier, and yeah. uh, we started having some conversation around gardening, mm-hmm. and uh, and he offered us, I said, you know, I kind of got this crazy idea, I'm kind of into this gardening thing, my wife and I, man, we'd love to build a community garden, and he says, well, why don't you come up to the church and see if you can find a little spot, and wow. um, his the church sits on the former site of uh, St. Anne's School and just like four acres of just like mm-hmm. like a great facility. And right. so, um, you know, again, not even a nonprofit. Somebody on a whim sent us a little um, a little email about an organization that was offering these community garden grants. And so uh, we asked Bishop if we could you know, fill out the grant and utilize uh, their nonprofit and he allowed us to do so. And so it started off with that little 10 bed community garden um, for members to come out and get vested and and grow their own food. And, you know, it was really kind of dynamic for the the seniors in our community who had been cooped up in the house because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And that isolation, you know, could really do something to your mental. And so uh, many of them got a chance to come out and put their hand in the soil. And we talked and we learned about each other. And we got some great food because a lot of them were taking the stuff and cooking, right. cooking meals for us, <laughs> which we were all for. But it was really awesome. just about awesome. community and creating community. And that's really what kind of, Long story short, that's really what kind of sparked it all for us. There were some other things that kind of transpired um, leading us up to, you know, our project over at Emmett Scott. But ultimately, it was really about, uh, you know, conversation. You know, food is one of those. Food is everything, you know. Right, you're, right. You're, uh as as black folk, you know, we eat when we happy, we eat when we sad, you know. Yeah. We, we find an occasion. We find Absolutely. an occasion we, to eat, yeah. you know. Yeah. When so, you're bored. Right. You know, so food is such a transformative sort of thing. But what we started realizing is that many of our neighbors, you know, didn't have access to good food. And so, um, you know, with more research and just other things, we realized that, like, we don't use the term food desert. Um, I think it's kind of like an overused um, statement. We use the term food apartheid because Mm -hmm. uh, a desert is something that is God made, is natural. Um, What's happening in our community especially on the south side mm-hmm. it's been very systematic through policy and uh and other things and so it really is one of those situations where it was a forced apartheid and so um, many of our neighbors including ourselves at times you know there's no grocery store close to us so we're left left to shop for good food inside of family dollar and the dollar general Right. And you and I both know that, you know, that's all processed food. Absolutely. And so when we talk about some of the um, the diseases and illnesses that, you know, affect our our community, primarily diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, you know, those things, um, food has, you know, a big part of that. And so um, our whole goal was how can we use what 
quite honestly, is a bit of a hobby um, for us, but turn it into something much more sustainable mm-hmm. in a way to kind of help redevelop communities. Um, you know, quite honestly, poverty is one of those things like you don't find crime where there's low poverty, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. low, low, low poverty, low crime, mm-hmm. high poverty, high crime. And so this idea that, you know, people need to work and be able to put food on the table. People need to be able to have access to good food to put on the table. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's just like for us, like all of these things all kind of fit together. So why not create something? And so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's that's ultimately in a nutshell, that's kind of how this whole thing got started. I, I, I thank God for my wife who really supported me and encouraged Absolutely. me um, to step out on faith with this whole nonprofit thing, because again, it was never our intentions. Um, you know, yeah, like you and I met, I, yeah. you know, I have a career in radio. And right. So, you know, that was, that was my thing. And my wife um, works in accounting. And so, you know, we were kind of living these kind of quote unquote corporate lives, but I think we right. were both all we we're both kind of burnt out. We always knew that we wanted to do something together, but we always wanted to do something to help the community. And so this kind of fell in place. And she's just like, oh, why don't we just start a nonprofit? And yeah. I'm like, all right, let's start a nonprofit. Beautiful. <laughs> and man. that's kind of how it that's how it kind of burned. That's I'm glad you told the full story. That's a beautiful story. I know, and, and that's a and long it, story. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. And you know, of course, there's you know, unfortunate things that happen there, but yeah. um, you know, God has a purpose. Absolutely always and everything that happens and um i think that the education part of what you're doing is important too because you know i've been around you know like individuals in my family who had like my my father he always had a garden with some cucumbers and yeah. some yeah. tomatoes and yeah. stuff yeah. like that and okra and but you know i never really looked at it like it was a big deal oh, you know <laughs> you know yeah because like you're saying like with your health um you know that plays <clears throat> a part in it and being able to um get fresh you know fruits and vegetables or whatever from these from this from learning how to be uh educated on these things um so what are some of the programs that you all have that, that that kind of falls in line with some of that? Like, do you have like specific programs where people can get educated on farming? E- yes. Do you wanna you wanna jump in? Yeah. And and hit that a little bit, or you want me to continue <laughs> to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have with the Emmett Scott program, we're going to have. Um, the senior, um, our, what do you call it? So it, with, with Emmett Scott, and, and let me tell you that story real quick. Cause I think, I think okay. it's important. So, um, I ended up getting on the advisory board at Emmett Scott and okay. one of the first meetings I go into, um, they're having some discussion about tearing down the old tennis courts. Okay. And, um, I was like, oh my God, man, don't tear down the tennis courts. Like yeah. we can do something with the tennis courts, but right. apparently you know, for years they had been trying to figure it out and they can never come to some sort of consensus on what they wanted to do. Um, so it was slated to actually be torn down. It was all work order was already turned in. It was just a matter of them showing up and start tearing it down. And so I came up with this bright idea. I was like, let's turn it into a community garden. And um, initially the board was like, nah, I don't think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Who's going to do the work? Who has that expertise? That sort of thing. So I kind of came home and told Crystal about it. And Crystal was like, you know, we need to try to get it ourselves, you know, right. uh, let's proposition the city and see what we could come up with. And so we kind of went through that process and ended up getting the uh, advisory board on board. So Emmett Scott in itself, <clears throat> well, we call it a community and innovation garden. Okay. So think about two two tennis courts. So on one tennis court, that's the community garden side. And on that side, Um, We'll have about 30 raised beds um, specifically for members of the community. You can come out and lease one Mm. and um, take part in some of our educational classes. We'll help provide uh, plants and, you know, really kind of teach you how to garden. Um, You can grow whatever you want to grow with well, you can grow whatever you want to grow legally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody like, wait a minute. Right. 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 Yeah. Can no, I so, really? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of on a first come, first serve basis. Everything is based upon, you know, finances. So, you know, if, you know, you're on, it's on a sliding scale. So, you know, right. there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to afford it. Um, and then 10 of those uh, raised beds will be set aside for the first um uh, 4-H club mm-hmm. um, that'll be hosted at um, in the Scott. Scott's 
really the first 4-H club in the city limits because most of the 4-H programs are all in the county. But, you know, our we're going to take a little bit more of an urban approach to it. And so a lot of what we're growing there, uh, young people kind of get an idea to understand where food comes from. That's like our big thing is trying to explain that to them, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many learning lessons in that, you know, you can tell a child you reap what you sow, but until they understand what that really means, when you got to put seed in the ground and you got to water and you got to wait for it and that sort of thing. And it, you know, the, the idea that, when anything takes root, it shoots down before it shoots up. I mean, like there's so many learning lessons oh, yeah. in that process. Yeah, right? That stuff will preach right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> it will. And so, um, you know, but we also want them to take the harvest and be unable to take that to some local food pantries who always have a shortage on fresh food. Yeah. But now we're trying to get them involved in that process. So that's the community garden side. The innovation garden side, like we're like so pumped up and excited about that because that'll house... Yeah. Um, our greenhouse, which will feature um, 50 um, hydroponic growing towers. Mm. And so, um, and a shipping container that will feature, we'll be able to grow roughly about 800 pounds of uh, mushrooms per month. Okay. Um, so, um, and all of those items grown inside of there actually go um we're actually working with some local restaurants. Shout out to Derek Lindsay and Show Mars, who we're going to be growing lettuce and uh, a couple of different varieties of lettuce and mm. fresh vibes. We're going to be growing spinach for them and some other local restaurants that we're trying to work with right now to try to grow specifically for them. Um, and that'll also kind of house our workforce development program. So we're mm-hmm. taking young people from the community and they're actually going to be working in the garden. And, and wow. um, But in addition to working in the garden, there's a financial literacy program and we're going to take them on college tours and we're going to be able to introduce them to various careers centered around agriculture, not necessarily being a farmer, farmer, although being a farmer is a great thing. But we want to talk to them about um, agriculture, engineering and natural sciences and, um, you know, being a chef, you know, um, and that sort of thing. So we're going to introduce them to different things and also have them learn to become advocates for food insecurity in our community. And so um, we'll be taking applications on students who may be interested in that. And on top of that, they get paid. Um, okay. So it's a great summer job program for them too. Um, That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're, we're, we're super excited about how we're going to be able to introduce that in such a, a, a kind of cool way. And then we'll still be out with our mobile produce stand, mm-hmm. taking it around to the community. So a lot of what we're growing inside, of the greenhouse will be able to sell and we'll continue to partner with other um, local farmers in the area too of being able to bring affordable produce back to members in the community um, that yeah. they can walk to. And all um, the money that we raise goes back into the program. Yeah. So our whole idea was really trying to create a sustainable model so mm-hmm. that um, we are a 501c3. Mm-hmm. You know, we do this basically based upon charitable donations and, and grants. But what we did want to do, and we see it happen a lot of times, that, you know, <clears throat> organizations offer great programs. But then, you know, after a couple of years, if they don't get that grant again, that program goes away. So mm-hmm. what we were, what we thought about is, like, treat this just like any other business. And so... Mm-hmm. All the proceeds that we make off of the sale of um, what we sell on the farm goes back into the program. And that way we can kind of continue to keep pushing it, uh, pushing the program and, you know, God willing, expand, you know, because this is only like the tip of the iceberg. We've got so many other things that we want to do. And so we've got some great partnerships right now. So we just recently partnered with Winthrop University Human Nutrition's Department. Mm-hmm. And we're utilizing some of those students to come over and talk about nutrition and talk about good food. Right. Because, you know, I think the idea of what good food is, um, you know, it's not always just eating salad and bland foods and that sort of thing. We're talking about yeah. what we eat. You know, we yeah. you know, we we people of color. <laughs> man. We like we, yeah. like we like yeah. we like a little soul in our yeah. food. And so but I think that there's a way of doing it. And doing it in a healthy way. Right. And that's what we got to educate ourselves on. Most of us eat the way that our parents ate. Right. You know, and it's kind of a passed down sort of thing. But if our parents were eating wrong, then typically what ends up happening is, you know, we eat wrong. And so um, just prior to us coming here, we were in a meeting um, with an uh, after school program where we do um, a healthy, an eight week healthy eating program. Um, Crystal can share more about that. Um, 
but that's something else that we're you know we're trying to do and we want to mm-hmm. expand that to some other programs and uh, after school programs and schools uh yeah. coming up in the future too yeah. yeah and what we do with the after school program we just introduce different kinds of foods okay um, something that they they may not be familiar with so the idea is if you try it you don't like it that's okay at least you tried it and you can articulate articulate and say i don't like green peppers instead of yeah. saying ew I'm not eating a green pepper. Right. You don't know why. You can clearly say, I don't like the taste of it. Right. Um, so we had the children try hummus. Um, and we talked about the chickpea and where it comes from and everything. And, you know, most children may not be interested in hummus because they've never had it. It right. may not be something they're familiar with. But we tried regular hummus and then we had um what was it? Pumpkin hummus. Pumpkin and spice. Pump- and it was and cookie. Sneakerdoodle. Sneakerdoodle hummus, right? <laughs> Sneak, yeah. Um, so we had three different kinds of hummus, and they were actually very impressed, and a lot of them enjoyed it and mm-hmm. were like, I've eaten hummus. Right. I mean, so you right. can, the thing, uh, the thing that we try to teach them or introduce them to, everything may not be as bad as you think it is. It's just in how it's prepared. Like, right. I'm not a fan of yellow squash because I have a texture issue with it. Right. But that doesn't mean that I won't eat it. Right. It doesn't mean that I don't. I just don't prefer it. So you right. can have a preference, and that's what we try to. In- or even trying different ways to prepare it too, yeah. so that that's you true. know, you know, a lot of times what you think you don't like, you may like. You just don't like the way that was pre- uh, um, prepared. prepared. You yeah. know, Crystal tells a story about Brussels sprouts, right? Like growing up, she never really liked them because uh, my mother didn't like them. Her mother didn't like them, and I think, I think you guys talk about eating them like they were like boiled or something like that. She did. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that's that thing of you're you're passing down your your food of what you eat or what we're accustomed and to and how it's prepared. <laughs> so my mother didn't like them. She didn't prepare them. Right. So I assumed that I didn't like them, right. not knowing it was just because it was never prepared. So I, I hooked up, you know, with <laughs> olive oil, with garlic, you know, that sort of thing. And she was like, wait a minute. This kind of tastes like garbage. Yeah, I can go with that. So again, it's just really trying to introduce children to but to further that story, we're oh. back in Maryland <laughs> and we're fixing it. And she's just like, what's that? I said, this is Brussels sprouts. She was like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so now she's changed her opinion about Brussels sprouts. But yeah. again, it's about the way it's prepared. So even the children can say, hey, mommy or daddy, I like this vegetable. Can we prepare it this way? Right. And the parent may not have ever thought to prepare it that yeah. way. Yeah, that's that's very true because the first time I had squash, I didn't like it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but somebody made a casserole. Yeah, it, there changed, we go. Yeah, yeah, it changed the whole Pulling thing. Cheese up in that thing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, okay, tastes, right? I can I can eat I can, I can eat squash casserole. Right. Yeah. but right. just like just squash. Like, yeah. So that's really, I mean, you know, I think we get really. I mean, you can look at me and tell I get excited about food, but <laughs> uh, but no, in truth, like we really get excited about good food and trying to educate people on what good food is, um, yeah. give an opportunity for people to try things. Like we learned a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the um, uh, some of the ladies that came by the mobile produce stand talked to us about um, okra and how they prepare their okra. I mean, and these are things that like I didn't know, and so. You know, it's not always about us teaching. It's also about us teaching and learning too, right? And having those conversations around food. And, um, you know, Crystal is a master canner. So, you know, we're talking about offering canning classes, which, you know, is a bit of a dying art form. And it really is an art form. But, you know, growing up in North Carolina, you know, my grandmother in the middle of winter would crack open, you know, a mason jar full of corn. And it tasted like it was just pulled out of the garden in late August, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because um, of that that survival um, form of canning, right? So, you know, we talk about food from the standpoint of good food for our health. Mm-hmm. But just honestly, man, for survival, when we look at the supply chain issues that we're having now, and there, you go into the grocery stores it's and a lot of things that you used to be able to go in and just grab, they're not, they're no longer available right, because right. of this thing. And so, you know, we're trying to teach people about gardening in their own backyard mm-hmm. so that they can help supplement their own income, help supplement their own 
um, cabinets and pantries. And so it's that piece of it, but we also want to create entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we want people to be able to learn how to grow food and then they can go to the farmer's market and they can sell what they've grown. And, um, and then we talk about like the whole, um, food processing opportunities there, yeah. you know, um, you know, my I grew up in a household. My parents were um, were bakers and caterers by uh, mm -hmm. uh, by trade, and so you know, I can literally remember going with my mother to the farmers market and her selling, you know, her pound cake and her coconut cake and that sort of thing. Mm. Well, mm. these that are all, <laughs> but mm. these are all economic opportunities for people in the community that they right. can take advantage of and maybe we just give them a little bit of training on how they never looked at that as a business but now we can talk to them about how do you turn it into a business and we most definitely need a farmer's market on the south side and yeah. um you know we'll continue to champion for that and advocate for that because um you know people need there may not be a grocery store that comes to the south side immediately mm -hmm. But a farmer's market is something that we can do right now. And it gives an opportunity for local farmers in the area to come out and sell what they've grown and support these farmers, these young farmers or old farmers, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be, but still supporting them economically. You know, most of us have no idea where our food came from. Like, right. We're still on that thing of I just go to the grocery store and pick it up, but it may not always be there. There, right. there was a time where everybody kind of knew where their milk came from, where their vegetables came from, their fruit came from, even where their meat came from. Yeah. It's no longer there. And that when we're getting our fruits and vegetables that are being distributed across the country or across the world, mm -hmm. you know, it tends to affect our body. So if we go to those places, we will have natural allergy protection in those places. So mm -hmm. if you think about where you are, you have allergies. That's because you're not eating the food locally grown that's being pollinated by the bees that are local here. Right. So when they say go get, if you have allergies, you hear some, some people say, oh, go get local honey because it's got the pollination in it so that it's in your body and you're building up your immune system. So if you think about if you're eating strawberries from Ecuador, right. you go to Ecuador and you're not going to be sneezing. Right. No allergies <laughs> in Ecuador because we eat all our food from some of these other foreign countries rather than eating food from a local from perspective. From a local perspective. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I think that all of this, the main thing that I'm hearing, like I love the education of it because it's, I, you know, I've never myself never really paid attention to it all like the, you know because we go to the grocery store and we buy the fruit and vegetables out of the grocery store but um what what does y'all take on that because that stuff really like because they have to utilize some type of chemicals and stuff to keep it fresh and so it's that may not necessarily you you think you're buying something that's healthy for you out of the grocery store right but then again is something else there it, i mean i, I think it's I, if that's what you have access right. to, yeah. that's what you have access to. The thing is to make the best choice. Right. So when you're going in the grocery store, if you're shopping on the perimeter of the grocery store, you're making the best choices for you is when you get yeah, into the yeah, middle yeah. of the right. grocery store is the when it really starts to affect your body. But if you're still, even if it's get the best that you can get, yeah. okay. that's, mm -hmm. that's the point is just to get the best that you can get and you shouldn't have to go miles away right. to get the best that you can get. Right. And that's the point of this entire thing is I, if I don't have a vehicle, I should be able to walk mm -hmm. to the grocery store. Right. I shouldn't have to catch a bus to go across town to go to the closest grocery store. That's about that's what food insecurity or food deserts, food, apartheid, whatever you want to call it. If I have to go too far to go to the grocery store or I have to wait on transportation to go to the grocery store, it's just too far right. to just get fresh produce. It, the thing is fresh produce. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think our thing is, it's like, we're not food snobs, right? Yeah. And so um, this idea of like, oh, well, I, I can only shop at, you know, these gourmet kind of high end, no preservatives, none of that stuff. I mean, and that's cool. Don't get me wrong. That's right. that's. Um, but for folks who are just trying to put two dimes together, you know, to eat, we want to make it affordable too, right? So, um, what we're concerned about is just the 
the quality. I think when you right. when you when you start tasting locally uh, farm fresh food as opposed to what you've been getting out of the grocery store, man, you're you feel like difference. you're bamboozled. You know what I mean? It's just like because a lot of that stuff is picked off of the vine. Before, um, before it's, it's ripened, it's ripened on a truck as it's traveling from God knows where to get to you. Uh, a lot of times they're putting wax on it and paint. I mean, you know. And people are eating tomatoes like, you know, straight off of the bond. And they're like, I've never seen anybody do that. We had like a couple different varieties of cherry tomatoes. We had red and and yellow and orange. And each one of these colors have a different flavor. It can be a little spicy, a little sweet, a little tart, that sort of thing. But they're eating and they're like, oh, my God, like I've never eaten food fresh off of the vine. Mm. Why does this tomato taste so much different than the tomato that I've been eating out of the grocery store? It's just right. like, well, this is this is real food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sun, the yeah. sun is Yeah, good. yeah, the sun and the pollination and all of those yeah. things. So it just tastes different. And so I think what has happened over the years is people just been eating you know, basically just bland food, man. And when right. you come out to the garden, you start picking that stuff off, man, and you realize, like, oh, this is real food. I can, I can enjoy this. I can eat this. Uh, um, Alex uh, Greenwall with um, Pathways came out. She said she didn't like tomatoes, right? And but she saw us picking it off, so we were picking tomatoes off picking off a little piece of um, basil we're wrapping it and she's like you know what I like to try that I don't like tomatoes but I like to try it so she yeah. tried it and she's like blown away like oh my god so we meet with her several months later and she's like yeah I've been I've been eating tomatoes and wrapping it up in basil uh, basil leaves <laughs> all the time now so yeah. you know sometimes it's just a matter of just kind of introducing people to good food so that's you know um, we're okay with grocery stores. We just want our grocery stores to provide, you know, the best quality food at the most affordable rate that they can. And we understand that they got to make profits right. too. Yeah. But, you know, we just want our people to be able to eat and eat well so that we can cut down on some of the disease that affects our community. Yeah, Absolutely. Very important. There's going to be some things that you can't grow and you right. got to go to the grocery right. store. But the right. things that you can grow, like a tomato or, or cucumbers yeah. or zucchini, yeah. grow those. Yeah. And then the things that you're not sure about, Right. Purchase those, but just purchase the best quality you can afford. And that's the the main takeaway. Yeah. So what we want people to do is come out, maybe get their kind of gardening one on one sort of class at, at Emmett Scott or at one of our other community gardens. And then what we want you to do is take that and go home and apply it at your own house because everybody has a little backyard, a little something they go. Yeah. Like we can even teach you how, even if you don't have a garden, I mean, even if you don't have land that you can still grow, you can grow inside of hay bales and that sort of thing. Like there's no excuse. You can all grow inside of containers. Like, so we just want to give people that kind of jump start, get them started. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you start growing your own food. Because, I mean, you know, what we want is people to be like, hey, listen, there's so many gardens in Rock Hill. We don't need an organization like yours. Right. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. I'm, yeah I mean, because the uh, the main key is the growth. Right. You know, and, and I think like the growth, the education is going to absolutely uh, cause that to happen. Because, um, like I said, I'm just I'm getting educated just listening to you all kind of give me the gist of all of this, um, because I, I think this is going to empower people to eat healthier and be mindful of this and um and then as they learn and as you know you, you mm -hmm. teach what's taught so right. you, once they learn from you all now they're going to be able to um teach other people on on the importance of it and how they can do it as well and like you yeah. said it can grow to the point where now you got it's, it's, the, it's the new thing right mm -hmm. so right right i think that's well, great listen we would love to make gardening like trendy yeah 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 it's, it, it can happen I mean, and it, no i mean yeah. it, it's happening yeah. i mean you know we um and maybe it's just because of the world that we live in man but we're seeing cool some really cool organizations across the, the country, country you know yeah. locally right um, right uh amaya and ariandro with uh with rooted black um black farms and yeah. up in dc uh 
uh, beats and gardening. Uh, I mean, like they they really kind of putting it down. Like you, you would appreciate them, and yeah. they're just great organizations. Um, Grow flow out, out of DC. I mean, mm-hmm. um, great organizations or great individuals that are teaching about um, gardening and teaching about sustainable eating, uh, and you know. We want to make like just like there's fast food, you know, slow food is cool too, you know. Yeah. So we want to yeah. we want to show we want to show that aspect of it all too, you know. So, um, hey, um, Dark, I let us ask you a question too, because yeah. that like we go ahead. This is typically where we um we start all of our conversations, and I think we were just so eager to kind of get started. So, yeah. um, we ask this question pretty much to everybody that we come in contact with: What's your favorite vegetable and why? My favorite vegetable. You know, that's the first time I've ever got asked that question. Yeah, well, most people don't most get people asked that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, when I was a kid, it was green beans. But as an adult, it's actually broccoli. Why? Broccoli because, I don't know, because I, I, I can eat it so many different ways. Ah, yeah. That's why. I, and then no matter which way I've eaten it, I, I, I love it. Okay. Okay. I think yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah, Chris will share yours. Mine is zucchini. Okay. Because you can, like, like you said, you can have it so many ways, but um, you can also bake with it. You can make jams with it. You can uh, saute it. You can, yeah. You know, you can make spaghetti. You yeah. can, there's so many different things. Mine is tomatoes. Okay. When there's just a huge variety of tomatoes. Like okay. Romas and beef stocks and heirlooms and they come in different colors. They come in, they taste different. Yeah. Um, you can make uh you can make sauces with them, you can make ketchup with them, you can eat them straight. You can yeah. I mean it's just so many different things that you could do with a tomato. Yeah. Uh matter of fact, we've been talking, right? Like I'm I'm pretty committed that I'm getting ready to get this tomato tattoo right now. So if get the any, tomato tattoo. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Like it's taking me years to I figure out what. Uh, what <laughs> I, I'm committed. No, I'm committed, dark eye, and it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah. Whether she's, we'll say where you want to put it, and well, then you can we'll, understand we'll why that I say it's not. Like, like, we won't talk like about that. On my hand. <laughs> You want the tomato on your hand? I want people to know that when I'm out like that, I'm one, I'm serious about what I do. And two, I think it's a great conversation starter because somebody's going to ask, definitely why would do be. you have a tomato <laughs> tattooed on your hand? I promise you, if you had that on your hand right there, that's how we would have started. There we the go. Interview. See, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, so. What's up with that tomato on your hand, man? <laughs> yeah, but... Um, but, you know, I, I do want to say this, like we are a nonprofit, right? And so yeah. we would be remiss if we didn't come over here to talk about like as much as this is our vision. Right. Um, we couldn't do this work without the help of individuals in the community. So yeah. shout out to everybody who's helped us out this far. Um, right. Shout out to, uh, to Keisha Thompson and Hope and the Food Share Project. And right. She's doing she's doing great work. Um, and there are so many other organizations and individuals who have supported us in our effort um, to get this started. But we always need help, right? Because yeah. um, we're fairly new um, nonprofit. So if anybody's interested in making a tax deductible donation, they can yeah. always go to our website at growwithvictory.org. That's growwithvictory.org. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, we always need volunteers, right? So awesome. we need individuals that can come by and willing to roll up their sleeves and, and kind of help us. we got a lot of infrastructure to build over at Emmett Scott. Um, we've got a greenhouse over there. We've got um, we've got these raised beds that we've got to build. We've got a lot of soil. We got to uh, transport and and that sort of thing. So we always need a little bit of sweat equity, but we also need people. We're calling on local chefs, um, okay, you know, to help us out there too, um, and and, and cr- helping us create some fantastic dishes that we can get people. Uh, accustomed to, to eating and um, also calling on those chefs and restaurant owners too because we're going to have a whole lot of lettuce uh, and, you know, mushrooms. <laughs> and mushrooms and so uh, if they're interested in uh, you know um, purchasing from us for um, wholesale we, we'd certainly love the opportunity to grow um, grow for them and it, it you know I think it's really cool that you know um, a lot of times when you order from like U.S. food and some of these other places, you have no idea where that food comes from. But from right. a, from a, you know, this whole trend of um, farm the table is a big thing. But, you know, when these local restaurant owners and chefs can come over and see their food being grown or can pull it directly from our towers and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, I think it's going to be a really cool, cool thing that they can they can source that. Um, and know exactly where that food came from. And they can put a face 
of either ourselves or the students in our workforce development program. They can put a face with what they're eating to say, hey, I know exactly where my food came from. And I right. think that that's I think that's going to be a powerful thing as well. Absolutely, man. All of it is powerful to me, you know, because like I said, again, just to just to just to put more emphasis on it, like the education of this is amazing. Cause I remember at one point in time, I thought carrot cake was healthy, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> until I realized like, how many calories right, right, I've right. been yeah, like, yeah, you know, tomatoes, I eat, eat ketchup all the time. So, you know, I'm eating my vegetables. So, yeah, yeah, man. I get it. I you get know, it. to somebody like, man, you know how many calories is in that? I'm like, man, it's carrot cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. carrots no, in no, it. No. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, that's been our mentality centered yeah. around food too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I think the other thing too is like we get to a point where we only eat for taste. We don't eat for right. we don't right. eat for the fact of what's nutrition. And so I'm nut- nutritional. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we fill up on a lot of empty calories simply because right. it tastes good. That yeah. that salt and that sweet sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got to change our mindset. And I mean health is wealth right and yeah, so as yeah. much as everybody keeps talking about you know making this money and stacking this paper and that sort of thing what good is it for you to stack it all up and you die early because you know you didn't take care of your health because you're, you're not eating properly and so you know we want to make sure that you make that paper but you also are around long enough to enjoy it because your health is in the right place and and it's personal for me you know i I don't have a problem sharing, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's personal from the standpoint of like my mother passed away mm. um, as a W amputee. And a lot of that was due to kidney disease from her diabetes. Mm. And so where she had an opportunity to kind of correct it and just really didn't because, you know, you get locked into eating a certain way and it's hard to kind of break that. Like I recognize that. Um, and then just before she passed, I was diagnosed with uh, with diabetes as well. And so I'm not just, I mean, I struggle with it too. You know, I got a little, right. little, 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 little sweet thing going yeah, on. A little so, sweet yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know how it can be. Um, and so I've had to work real hard with trying to get that under control. Um, and, and that could be difficult, you know. Um, and so I'm on that same mission to live a healthier lifestyle um too you know when people talk about losing weight and that sort of thing everybody wants to rush to the gym rush to the gym rush to the gym but you know 70 percent of it a lot of times is how you eat it's the nutrition piece of it right and nobody teaches us how to eat well there's not a class taught there's nothing right and so you know one of the things that we're really kind of working on is how do we create that that tastes good good quality local and, and and something that, you know, obviously is going to give me uh, a longer life. So, you know, we, we've been working with some really um, great community partners. We're excited about the opportunity to potentially be working with Clinton College coming up uh, with some of the things they're going to be doing. So we've got a lot of good things going. But again, we we need continued support. I I know that in a space like this, support would be a high necessity because like you said, you don't have a lot of people that's educated on it enough to even want to get involved. And, uh, you know, as kids, you know, me, you know, I grew up off fast food at the beginning, you know, that right, was right. one of the happy meals. Right. So, you know, so as you, as you get older as an adult, and especially when you start living that on the go life, right. You eat out a lot. Right. Right. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's very important for us to get to a space like this, uh, like you said, where well, we can make it a, a new thing and a trending thing where, you know, it's a commonality for all of us to eat healthy and um, and continue to educate each other on this. I think it's great. I think it's great what awesome, y'all are man. doing. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank, thank you y'all for the for... opportunity for, to, to allow us to share. And, um, you know, we're excited. You know, we get ready to come up on growing season, man. So we're yeah, we're getting yeah pumped up and doing a lot of laying a lot of groundwork but you know we really want to be able to grow um a lot of healthy food and we got to get you out man you got to come out and put your hand man in soil I, and- I would love that <laughs> actually because i've never done anything like that so i would love to do that man absolutely i bring a few people with me yeah 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 yes. and you know and that's something else too that we're 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 going to be working on kind of having this kind of communal dinner mm-hmm. um over the uh 
over the summer too to give people an opportunity to kind of come out and really learn learn some history through food man there's so yeah. much great history of our people just centered around food and it's right. not always soul food you know what i mean right it's, it's a lot of little things there i know i know you're gonna go ahead and give that plug for the, the for the netflix oh, series yes there is an if you have netflix check yeah. out high on the hall this is such an oxymoron because uh, yeah. you know we're practicing Muslims and it's hard and here we are talking about go it's a show but it, he he goes through the process of starting from where we came from mm-hmm. and the foods that we we had originally and then how we brought those here and the our diets and just and so every episode they end up with a communal dinner with everyone participating but they talk about the food and how it affects you and where it comes from and it's a great series just to yeah, to, understand. to understand food and where it comes from and that sort of thing and just the diaspora of our people related to food you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing and North Carolina is heavily featured on there yeah. North and South Carolina are heavily featured in okay. the program just centered around food because this is you know the South was uh you know, we grew a lot of stuff. You're right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That part, you know, yeah. And that DNA grew. is in us as it, as it relates to growing food and that sort of thing. And so I'm happy to yeah. see that there are a lot of young people starting to return back to the land and mm-hmm. starting to get interested in agriculture and growing and that sort of thing. But um, it, I think it it's important. talks yeah. about that and talks about cowboys and how how we became cowboys and where the word came yeah, from just, and then just a great history it, the, the like i said the series is great so yeah. if you have an opportunity to see it definitely check it out yeah absolutely so, yeah i'll right. check it out we'll we'll be quiet because as you can see Dirk, <laughs> we can talk a whole lot about food. i love it man yeah, i man. love it i love it y'all, y'all definitely uh i love y'all energy man oh, thank you thank i you. love y'all energy definitely Man, I, I really do appreciate y'all. Before, uh, but before y'all go, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to try something. Okay, this is something that I came up with. I thought it'd be funny. Help people right. get to know y'all a little better. Hey, right. Y'all, y'all, y'all like playing a little game. We, okay. we, we like games. Okay, in some yeah, yeah. So, th- yeah. So, this is called Would You Rather. Okay. okay. All right. So All I'm gonna right. give you two scenarios, and you let me know which one you would rather do. We okay. don't have to have the same answer. Nah, right? nah. All y'all right. don't have to have the same Good. answer. All right. So the first one is. Would you rather lose all your money and valuables or all the pictures that you've ever taken? Oh, man. I would lose all my money and valuables. <laughs> yeah. Well, Where are you? Are you with her on that? Um, <laughs> I, got, I have a reason why. Your, your, your reaction was like, yeah, no, right. Like, I mean, I guess the my heart says that, but then the reality is like, how about you hang on to the pictures and I hang on to the money and then we're all good. We're 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 all, yeah. Yeah. We're a couple, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think I think um, those memories is hard to get back. The, the memories, know, that sort yeah. Of thing. But, yeah. you know, once you, when you can teach a man to fish. Right. I can right. do it again. I can do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can make that money again. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. So the next one is, would you rather see 10 minutes into your future or 10 minutes into somebody else's future? Oh. Mine. Mine. <laughs> I ain't worried about nobody mine. else. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely mine. I'd like to know what 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 that ten minutes is gonna look like. But yeah, 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 yeah easily. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, would you would you rather to never use social media again, or to never watch TV or movies again? I don't know, man. Like social media has become such a big part of our day. It no. it is our entertainment now. Like, yeah, but I could go without social media. Okay, I could, and I, it could just be because I'm not wanted enough, mm-hmm. and it can suck the life out of you. You can live in your social media and not observe anything else. Out Are here. we talking YouTube as a social media? Outlet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. Well, I'm good then because I can watch TV through YouTube. <laughs> And that's considered a social media outlet. I'm good. <laughs> Get a paid, paid subscription to YouTube. Yeah, you, I'm with you, Jonathan, because I watch YouTube like TV too, right, man. Right, right. They got free movies on there. You know, funny, funny story is like our yeah. children both have these big TVs in their rooms, and yet you go in and they're the lights are phone. off and they're on their phone. What are you doing? I'm watching YouTube. I'm like, what was the point of buying this television? You know, right, so, but right. Yeah, I could, I could probably do without TV and take social media. All right, so this one right here is probably gonna make y'all think a little bit. Uh-oh. Like, like this one right here is kind of heavy because 
Yeah. So this one is, would you rather go back to the age of five with everything you know now, or would you rather know everything about everything about your future self would learn? So I'm gonna repeat what I heard. Okay. You want me to repeat it again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So would you rather go back to the age of five with everything you know now, or know now everything your future self would learn? I told you this is a big one. Hey, you want to go? I don't know. Like I've, I, I've learned in life, like not to have regrets, right? Even, right. even the bad stuff that may have happened, um, you know, it wouldn't have led me to where I am now. Okay. Maybe right. we wouldn't have met. Right. Or I wouldn't have met my wife and right. wouldn't have had my children, you know, if I had changed one little small thing. Mm. But um, exactly. that wisdom that I, the idea of kind of, I've learned a lot in my 47 years and I know that I still got a whole lot more to learn. Right. And so I'll take that future. I'll take that future knowledge. So, <laughs> oh, so you want to, you want to know what your future self has learned. Yes, absolutely. So you okay. want to go back to the age of five? No, no, I don't want to go back to the age of five. Yeah. No, he, he wants to talk to his future self. Yeah, I just yeah. want to talk and, to my future self. Yeah, yeah. To see instead of going back to yeah to yeah. five because I got a feeling this old man version of me is going to be, be fly. Oh man, he's going to be something <laughs> special. Man, man, you look good for forty seven. Well, I appreciate brother. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I'm going to look even better at eighty seven. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, bro. So yeah. that's that's the same that's for you, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because you know some people would they they would want to go back to five and be like, hey, let me tell you about this Apple company or something. No, yeah. you know what? Though the only reason I would go back to the age of five is not because of that, but just there are people that I just miss that I you know I would love to just be able to have a conversation with that sort of thing. Oh, know? okay. But other than that, like yeah. I have no regrets, man. Like, right. uh, yeah, I'm 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 I am happy to be where I'm at at this particular space and time. Right. Absolutely, because I could make a slight change and everything could change. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I am, I am, uh, I'm, I'm. Most of what you all answered, I was kind of on that same page with or whatever. But you know, but y'all was my first with that. That was something oh, that wow. I wanted oh, to try oh, new on that. the show. That's awesome. Um, and um, I hope y'all had a great time doing that. And I hope the uh, listeners learned some things about you all as well, other than the other awesome stuff that y'all doing oh, with uh, Victory Gardens International. Again, give them contact information how they can get involved how they can give and so and all that stuff yeah again. absolutely uh, whether they want to give or just kind of just see what we're up to you can visit our website at growwithvictory.org that's growwithvictory.org and we're on social media at both uh, Facebook and IG at growwithvictory as well so uh, check us out and uh, see all the, the crazy stuff that we're up to and we're going to have a whole lot of fun and uh, excited to see what these young people are going to do this summer. So it's going to be 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 yeah. a lot of fun. So rock absolutely. with us. Rock with us. Come I'm rocking with, with us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I will be out there. I'm going to get out there, man, and get my hands dirty with All y'all, right, man. We're going to hold him to that. Yeah, right, hold it. Hold me to it. <laughs> and, if, and if you mess around, because you know, if, if, if you mess around, y'all don't hear from me, call me. Hey, Dark Eye, come oh, no. on. Yeah, yeah hit yeah. me up. We know, where, we know where to find you, for sure. <laughs> you know where to find me, yeah. man. Y'all have been great, man. Oh, thank man, y'all thank again you, for coming you. through. This has been great. Jonathan and Kristen Azir, people. And make sure y'all definitely get involved with Victory Gardens International. And, uh, you know, get educated on this thing so we can live life healthy. Health is wealth, people. Absolutely. Health is wealth. You have been listening to the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast right here on Anchor FM, New Soul Music Radio, the home of motivation to trust God and live your dreams. We'll catch you next time.